When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Hello and welcome to the World Cricket Show, by most statistical measures, the world's favourite cricket show. My name is Adam Bayfield and I'm in charge around here and with me in the studio this week is my trusty sidekick, the Millhouse to my Bart, the Keenan to my Brent, the Weasley to my Potter, it's Tony Kerr. I think you've done all of those before. Probably. Uh, yeah, so you're getting tired now, your intros. I think Weasley's quite, no, quite I appropriate. I don't know, Anyway. Pasty face, little. I'm kind of I'm the Wazim to your Wacker, I think. <laughs> the Walliams to my Lucas. <laughs> You're the Walliams to my Wacker, too. So. I'd say that Walliams is a very successful. Like I, when everyone says, you know, mentions David Walliams, I, I kind of snigger. And like, oh, what joke? He's a joke. He's like a multi-millionaire, incredibly successful author at this point. Anyway, how's it going this week, Tane? It's not too bad, thanks. It's not too bad. You look quite tired. I am tired. On the Tony Kerr tiredness long scale. Long week already. How high up? It's only Tuesday. Long week. It's been a long week, mate. It's Tuesday. Yeah, true. Are you one of these people, so many people at work, it's like Tuesday morning, 9am. It's almost Friday. Yeah, well, pretty much. It's not almost Friday. I hate uh, to break it to you, but it no, is. It's, it's going to be a long week, and it's set to get even longer, isn't it? The next month to five to six weeks. Or have along this whole escapade last. I think you're drastically underestimating how long the Cricket yeah. World Cup is there, too. I know. Is what is it? Seven, eight? Can't be eight weeks, can it? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet against it. <laughs> I do not. I haven't really looked any further than the first couple of matches. Well, you can't. Uh, there's too many when, matches. Yeah, because it, like, it starts to get to dates I didn't even know existed <laughs> on the calendar. Now the final is the 29th of March. So yeah, it is six weeks. Yeah, that's what it is. It's going to be a long six weeks, isn't it? Uh, it's not conducive time zone to anything, really. Oh god, get them. Yeah. Just bring them onto GMT. I wasn't even Much thinking easier. about the time zones. But that is going to be horrendous. Uh, well, so everyone's looking forward to the World Cup and we're going to be doing our World Cup preview on this week's show. It's our World Cup preview special. Our spectacularly tedious team-by-team rundown of all the teams. We'll be making our predictions. Tony will be sticking his neck on the block. Uh, so there's a, an awful lot to look forward to on this week's show. Uh, but just before we get going, snow update. We didn't get any. <sighs> On last week's show, I was getting very excited because the forecast was for snow uh, on the night that we recorded. In fact, it was snowing when I came to the studio and I really thought I might get a snow day the next day. Uh, but by the morning, it had all melted. And I very much blame you, Tane. I blame you and your negativity. You were very down on the idea of a snow day. You didn't want me to have one. Uh, and I think your negativity just kind of blew the snow clouds away. It worked a treat. There was not even... Well, there was a little, just a dusting. It was quite... Uh, endearing from a, I don't know what it was the charming picturesque yeah uh, and then it all melted and everyone was happy again it melted like my hopes and dreams yeah 
hopefully no more snow. That's it for the winter then. Well, I don't know, mate. It's cold out there tonight, isn't it? It's bitter. It is bitter. It's five I'm, degrees. I'm, I'm wearing my snood. It's way above zero. <laughs> yeah, it is, unfortunately. This is true. A man can dream, though, Tone. No. A man can dream. You know, on top of getting up late, it's this classic thing of it's going to be absolutely beautiful, isn't it, in uh, at most of these cricket matches. And we're not going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be four in the morning. It's going to be freezing cold. I'm going to be on the sofa crying into my cereal uh, as England are getting thumped. And it's going to look absolutely gorgeous in Australia <laughs> as well. So it's just... it's All round, I don't know why I'm looking forward to this World Cup at all. I guess if, you, if you're not going to look forward to the cricket itself, there's one thing that you can look forward to, and that is the World Cricket Show World Cup Fantasy Mini League, uh, which is well and truly up and running. Tony, you haven't entered your team yet. I'm playing my cards very, very <laughs> close to my chest. You're uh, going to wait till the last possible moment. <laughs> no, you know, I just want to, you know, I know that you can put your teams in and you can make as many changes as you want before the first match, but... In this age of hacking, you know, we still have to Sony pictures. I just think that you might... The US you know, military Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Someone might get in there and see what I've done and, uh, and follow my lead. So, you know, I'm just going to hold off for a few, a few days, a couple of days. Uh, and uh, then I'm going to, you know, cement my choices once I've seen some of the crucial warm-up matches that are happening at the moment. Well, what's actually going to happen is you're, you're going to forget to do it on Friday. You're going to wake up hungover on Saturday morning and go, oh, God, the cricket. <laughs> and, uh, and then you're going to be angry with me that you didn't get your team in in time. And then you're going to use that as an excuse for the next six weeks as to why you're trailing at the bottom of the table. Yeah, but I didn't have those points from the first day. That's what's going to happen, Tony. So I really recommend that you do this in the for. next couple of days. No, I will be doing it. I will be doing it before the start of the tournament. But that, as you say... Uh, I will also show less bravado early on because you know I will be leading after the first few days, undoubtedly, uh, and you will all be back <laughs> very slowly over the course of the tournament, and I'll forget to do it in a couple of days, and you'll you'll win, and it'll be really annoying. My strategy has always been care more than, <laughs> than everyone else, uh, and it usually pays dividends. Uh, we we've set up this mini league uh, on the official uh, ICC Fantasy League site which is fantasy.icc-cricket.com. Uh, I think they probably could have got a better domain yeah. name. Uh, but nonetheless, that's the site. Uh, it's free to enter. And then once you set up your team, uh, you just join our mini-league uh, using the pin 22095. That's 22095. I was actually quite pleased with how we both did last time. I guess what would, uh, that would have been the World 2020. Yeah, last year. Uh, we both finished... I think in the, I might say the top five or maybe not quite top ten. I, I can't remember. I, I, I remember, remember I beat remember. you. That's, yeah, that's well, the only thing. Yeah, that yeah. Well, again, we'll go. Yeah, no need to go back over <laughs> the same old excuses. But uh, but we were at least both, and you know, we both justified our positions very slightly. We were there or thereabouts. Yeah, right? we were in the mixing pot. Well, I'm very confident this time. I've I've submitted my team, and I've never been more confident <laughs> than right now. I've I've gone for some, uh, you know, I've used all my cricket knowledge uh, and I've thought outside the box and I've uh, I've picked a few people that you might not have expected. Uh, a young wicketkeeper called A.B. de Villiers. Oh, yeah. I've got in my team. So I'm I'm confident, Tone, I'm confident. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be straight into it, straight into the action uh, on Saturday. Sat- Do we need to go through the days of the week again, Tony? You stumbled a bit over that. Saturday morning, isn't it? Sun- Friday night. Friday, call it, let's call it Friday night. Let's not deal with the mornings. I don't like that. It's Friday night. Well, it's Friday night in the UK. 
yeah. in the Antipodes, uh, it's, it's, Saturday, it's very much Saturday. But for us in the UK, it starts 10 p.m. So Friday straight night. into it. Uh, and you know, have you got your spreadsheets out, your, your algorithms? Have you been working on them? They don't really do a... Um, you don't really get newspapers giving away World Cup wall charts for the Cricket World Cup in the way that you do for the Football World Cup. No. I guess because no one cares. <laughs> World Cup. Well, as we hinted at the top of the show, we're going to be talking about the World Cup today, and where better to do it than on our <laughs> box office item, World Cup, where we talk about the World Cup. Now, the World Cup, Tone, uh, is, as we say, about to start. It's looming like a deep, plunging canyon at the end of a railway track that's broken. Three days to go. We're recording this on Tuesday night. As we established, it starts Friday night. Are you excited about the World Cup? Are you actually excited about it? Uh, yes. Yeah. I know you can't, you know, tournaments are exciting and that's full stop. Because tournament football, Gary. Yeah. Firstly, most of these teams have been playing each other, obviously, for the last, you know, <laughs> anywhere between 20 and 120 years. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but in the kind of more recent history, they've all been playing each other a matter of weeks ago. And they're even playing each other this week as a warm up for. It's like kind of when, you know, they do a kind of practice draw for things uh, and they go, oh, this is what you could have had in the practice draw. So what, like, why draw it twice? Why do you need to do a practice draw? Or if you're going to do a practice draw, do it with pseudonyms or something. What are these practice draws for? Yeah, like the World Cup football, for example. Oh, a practice see, yeah. draw, And then, you know, everyone goes, oh, guess who they drew in the practice draw? You know, it was England, Germany and you know, all this stuff. Don't really get that. It's like the uh, rehearsal dinner at a wedding, isn't it? It's like, ooh, I wonder who got married. Well, yeah, 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 that's quite good, actually. But, you know, even, like, you know, Australia and India have played each other in the warm-up, in a warm-up match, yet they were just playing in a tri-series a couple of weeks ago. So on that basis, there's no rhyme or reason why anyone should be excited about this. But it, it is just exciting. It kind of, in many ways, if you're excited about the World Cup, you're an idiot, uh, because you shouldn't be excited about the, the ridiculous tournament as it currently stands. Uh, I mean, I mean, I say that. I mean, it's difficult. You can't not be excited. I can, I can't not be excited because I love cricket, and it's the Cricket World Cup. So how can you not be excited? And I'm, I'm certainly excited about the opening few matches. Yeah, but I'm, it is always disappointing, isn't it? And it's, it is the format. This format is just completely wrong, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there is when you've got you know, an emotional investment in a team. But yeah, there is when there is at least something at stake. There is that jeopardy, like, you know, if someone said, if I chucked you a ball five times, yeah, you'd be relaxed. And if the sixth time I said, oh, if you drop this ball, I'm going to kill you, uh, you know, suddenly you'd be a bit nervous, wouldn't you? You'd be like, there'd be an element of, should I actually concentrate fully? That's what we've got here, well, he isn't it? He might kill me. I should probably try and, <laughs> try and catch this one. Uh, yeah, so, we're, yeah, at least there's something to play for. In, in the World Cup itself. Yeah. So on that, yeah, I've basically just summed up tournament sport, haven't I, really? <laughs> But it's a it's a ridiculous format though, really, isn't it? Because it's because there are there are forty nine matches in this tournament, and to a large extent, forty two of them won't really mean very much. It's only the last seven that you care about: the quarterfinals, semifinals, and final. And the quarterfinals don't start till the eighteenth of March. So there's over a month of group stage. That would be okay if there was some sense uh, of jeopardy in the group stage. But it is designed to make sure that the the major eight sides go through that might not be the way it shakes out because you know possibly you could imagine an Ireland beating a West Indies I hate it when people say that possibly you can imagine Ireland beating West Indies <laughs> or you could even see England losing to to one of the smaller nations nah. but 
to a very large extent, um, it's just going to be the usual suspects going through. And that's what the ICC won. You know, obviously what happened in 2007 was a disaster financially and, and everything else when India and Pakistan went out early. So that's why it is the way it is. But don't have 42 matches to get to the point that they want. I mean, again, there's a reason for that, which is that it gives uh, many more opportunities for India to be on television. But as we always say, you've just got to think about the big picture a bit more. Uh, and it has to be said that this format is, is, is not something to get excited about. It ignores the big picture. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, there's not much excitement around the tournament, as I, as I kind of uh, suggested at the top of the show. There's not much coverage of it in the UK right now. I mean, maybe this is not the case in other parts of the world. I'm sure in Australia and New Zealand, the broadcasters are getting a bit more excited. But the overwhelming majority of people in England who like sports are probably not even that aware that the Cricket World Cup is about to start. And I don't remember it being quite as under the radar as that before. And maybe when it gets going, as we say, we've got a very long time for it to get going, eventually people will start to take notice. Um, but it's not caught fire as yet. So there we go, that's brought the mood down a little bit <laughs> at the start of this World Cup preview. Uh, but let's talk about the actual tournament, because like I say, even though you know there's all these problems with it, I am still excited because I love cricket, I love international cricket, I love tournament cricket, Gary, uh, and so I am very excited. Um, how big a factor do you think the conditions will be in this World Cup? I mean, I, I feel like people are forgetting that it's in New Zealand as well. You see people sort of saying, oh, in Australian conditions, in Australian conditions. I mean, yeah, the final is in Australia. And, yeah, yeah. So they, I mean, like New Zealand potentially will be playing most of their cricket in New Zealand as well, won't they? You know, until they get to the final, New Zealand will play every match in New Zealand. Australia will play New Zealand in New Zealand. But yeah, I mean, they are different countries i've noticed australia and new zealand and, and cricketing conditions are different but i mean it's probably fair to say that some things are true for both like I, i'm not sure that spin is going to play a major role anywhere i mean certainly not as major a role as it did in the last world cup in the subcontinent so perhaps because of that people feel that they can more or less rule out the subcontinent sides when trying to pick a winner but i'm not sure that you can because you know from 1999 to 2007, there were three World Cups in a row outside of the subcontinent. And a subcontinent team appeared in the final of each one of those. It was Pakistan in 99, India in 2003, and Sri Lanka in 2007. In fact, of the last 10 World Cup finalists, six have been from the subcontinent. The other four have all been Australia. So none of the other non-subcontinent sides has been in a final since England in 1992, which is quite remarkable, actually. So yeah, while uh, it's probably fair to say that there are some teams that are kind of ahead of the rest when you're trying to pick favourites and you probably wouldn't put any of the subcontinent sides in those ones at the, at, at the top. I don't think you can rule out anyone more or less and I certainly wouldn't rule out um, India, Pakistan or Sri Lanka. So let's go team by team then. Uh, this is going to consist almost exclusively of me listing players I would imagine. You know, oh, South Africa, Stain, Amla, De Villiers, but Australia, Warner, Maxwell, <laughs> Finch... Well, let's start with Australia then, Tony. Let's start in Group A, which is the group of death. Uh, and perhaps the most deadly team uh, is Australia. They are the favourites. I've got them at 3-1. to one. Uh, I'm just looking at these odds, actually. Bangladesh are on here. Uh, this is on Sporting Bet. At 250-1. to one, Which seems like very short odds to me. If I'm betting on Bangladesh to win this tournament, <laughs> I'd want better odds than 250-1. to one. I mean, Scotland 5,000-1. to one. You know, that's, um, that's what we're talking that's about. That's one of those bets that you think, well, you may as well put a pound on it. And you may as well just throw a pound in the bin. 
Uh, anyway, yeah, Australia, they are the favourites. Is there any stopping them, Tane? Is it just a formality at this point? Is it going to be 2007 all over again? Well, I think, yeah, they're justifiably the hot favourites, aren't they? You know, they've, they've whooped... Uh, they whooped everyone in that tri-series. They've been whooping people for... <laughs> whooped since I was about 10. <laughs> they've been whooping people for a little while now. Uh, and, the, you know, they've just they've got the firepower in all departments to, to do the business. So, yeah, and the conditions you mentioned. So, yeah, I mean, you, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be a fool to lay them, I think. I don't really know what that means. So to, to bet against them. Can you explain what lay means for the layman? <laughs> well, uh, bet against. Okay. Bet against. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've certainly had a, a very uh, successful summer, haven't they? Uh, well, an unrelentingly successful summer. Uh, and you'd imagine that the, you know, the Australian fans, you know, they're, they're going to have a pretty sort of euphoric uh, support, aren't they? Because with all the, the success they've had on the field internationally, plus the success of the big bash, you know, there's a lot of uh, very happy cricket fans in Australia at the moment. If they get off to a good start, you know, that, that magic word momentum, momentum, uh, they're really going to have that behind them and like you say it's just it's just a very powerful looking side it's it's the 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 force of the batting that really leaps out at you when you look at the Australian side isn't it you know I think what's remarkable is that Shane Watson is now fifth or sixth on the list of the batsmen that you fear most in that Australian lineup and that is pretty incredible because you know two years ago he was one of the most feared batsmen in the world let alone in the Australian team and yes a big part of that is that his own form hasn't been great for a while. But it's not just that. It's that there's also all these other guys, to the extent that Watson might not even get in the team, you know, with Warner, Finch, Maxwell, Smith, Faulkner, if he's fit. There's almost going to be no chase that's beyond Australia. If you could take one of those batsmen for the England team, which one would you take? Uh, tough. You wouldn't You wouldn't mind a bit of Davy Warner opening up with Surian. Uh both of them. <laughs> Both of them, yeah. I think it'd be nice, a nice surprise. Uh, <laughs> We're really shaking things up. You'd probably say, take your pick. You know, they'd probably, well, five five of those Australian top seven would probably get into the England team, do you think? Yeah, I'd, I think that's probably right. Yeah, Warner, Finch, Maxwell, Smith would definitely get in there. Faulkner would be in the team. And Faulkner. I mean, are we, is Faulkner out now, is he? He's probably going to miss the first few games. Uh, but he should he should feature at some point. Yeah, so I mean, you, really, you can take your pick, can't you? From uh, from those, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like to say. I'd say Warner. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't like to say, but I'll say Warner. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of teams that have got really powerful batting lineups, and you know maybe Australia's is the most powerful, but it's not necessarily the most powerful by a long way. But the thing about Australia is that they've got that, and allied to that, they've got a really strong bowling attack as well, particularly in these conditions. I mean, they've not really got a spinner, which in another part of the world would be a huge problem, but I'm not sure that it's going to be decisive in this World Cup. And then that pace attack, you know, Johnson is obviously a massive threat, but for me it's it's the emergence of Mitchell Stark, or not necessarily the emergence, but the fact that he's become a genuinely world-class ODI bowler um, in the last year. That's what does it for me with him kind of swinging the new ball at pace early on in the innings, if he picks up a couple of early wickets and then Johnson comes on first change, it is going to be tough for any side to chase down the sort of totals that Australia are going to be posting. Um, so I'm going to put my neck on the block, Tane, and I'm going to make Australia favourites. <laughs> but obviously nothing's guaranteed because, you know, we'll, we'll, this goes for, for every team that we talk about. But 
well, firstly with Australia, although I think they are out in front, I think there is daylight between them and the other favourites. I don't think they're as far out in front as they were in, say, 2007. I don't think it's inevitable. And even if they are that far out in front, you know, it does only take one bad day at the office, doesn't it? One, one de Villiers special in the final. Like, like we say, there's there's only three games that really matter for any side. They've got to win three games in a row to win the tournament once they get to the quarterfinals. At that point, anything can happen, more or less, can't it? Nothing's guaranteed. You'd say there is enough depth in that batting lineup to to. So it's going to be pretty. It's going to be a pretty rare occurrence in this tournament that Australia, yeah, either don't chase down the total that they're set or don't post a decent total. So, on that basis, on that basis, I'd say they're a pretty, pretty sure bet. Uh, well, the other hosts are New Zealand, of course, and you know they're sort of perennially thought of as dark horses, um, but they're not dark horses anymore, are they? Not in this tournament, because in many respects, when you look at the quality of their side, you look at their form over the recent past and the fact that they're at home and you'd say well they really should they should get to the final yeah the way they're playing that you know well i think pretty much probably tipped new zealand to reach a semi-final in every one of the last the, the major tournaments we've been doing this podcast they've rarely let me down apart from the time when they you know the times when they haven't made it <laughs> <laughs> probably the times when they've let you down yeah no, they're, uh, they're, they're always i mean they got to the semi-finals in 2011 and they went into that event very unfancy. They they they're a good tournament side, aren't they? They've got they know what they're doing at the business end of of cricket tournaments. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but then you know they have they're pretty inexperienced, aren't they? There's a lot of a lot of new faces in there. Uh, a lot of those old player, you know, the players that you would have said, you know, Jacob Oram, those you know, the likes of of him uh, and others. You'd say that was when they knew how to get things done. Now they're just quite a good side. So yeah, I'm looking. I mean, really looking forward to seeing them play. Looking yeah. forward to seeing a bit of Brendan. In a funny way, though, saying the fact that they are coming in as one of the favourites, could that be the worst thing that could happen to them? Because they, you know, they're they they are always um, seen as as dark horses, bit of bit of the underdog. But now that you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure on them, particularly because they are at home. The fans are will be will be expecting them to do very well. I mean, that that does put a different kind of pressure. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't I don't think it's going to affect them too too much. I wouldn't say that's going to be an issue. Yeah, the game against Australia is going to be a big one uh, in terms of pressure stakes. But actually, when you look at the other games that they're going to have to play, the pressure—they've got a nice lead in, haven't they? Really, as have all the teams. They've got a lot of lot of games to play. Should be making the quarterfinals, obviously. So at that point, you know they're, they're into the tournament, and the pressure kind of eases off in terms of the fact that they've actually, you know, they've they've they've. They've got that. I guess the counter to that is if they bomb and lose, you know, lose most of their matches in the group stage or pool stage and drop out. Well, if they lose to Sri Lanka on the opening day, you know, then suddenly people might be saying, "Well, well, you know, we we had all these high expectations." I'll be sitting around the breakfast table saying, "We had all these high expectations, not being meat." There will be pressure if they don't get off to a good start. But like you say, they've got a lot of time to warm up, as all the teams have. And well, firstly with McCullum, who I think is just a fantastic captain and he's got a very good head on his shoulders and I'm sure he'll be, you know, keeping them all focused. But they have also, as you suggest, they've just got so much quality. They are just a very, very good side. So regardless of how much pressure is on them, you'd think, well, they should be able to respond because they've got Salvi and Bolt, who are a pretty formidable uh, fast bowling duo. And they've got Kane Williamson, who, you know, has maybe certainly in England and perhaps around the world, his form has gone under the radar a little bit 
in the last year, but he's been in phenomenal form in all formats and, and especially in ODIs. You know, he's, he is up there with Amla and Sangakara and Davidis in terms of you know the form batsmen in the world at the moment. You know, they, they've just got they've got a lot about them, uh, and that they will be very tough to beat. That Australia New Zealand game in the in the group stage uh, will be a really interesting indicator because you know Australia haven't really been uh, pushed that close recently. It'll be interesting to see whether New Zealand can do that. Their opponents on the opening day are Sri Lanka. They're another team that are generally there or thereabouts uh, in the final last time, of course. Tough to back against them, tough to lay them, as you would say, Tane, because they are always so successful. But do they have the bowlers this time? Do they have the bowling attack to do much damage in Australia and New Zealand? You know, as we've said, spin might not be as crucial this time. Eventually something's got to give, hasn't it, with Sri Lanka? Eventually they've got to tail off uh, and, you know, have a difficult period, uh, which doesn't seem to have been, you know, seem to have happened. The players that, you know, have been their absolute rocks seem to go on longer than they should. Yeah, well, that's it hasn't happened yet, their difficult yeah. period, because their great players are still going. Uh, and, yeah, it seems to be getting better, If you know, in the case of Sangakara. As you say, the uh, the bowling issues, you know, Malinga, you know, Malinga isn't, isn't quite there. Well, he's not fit. This no. is the thing. He has always been their trump card, hasn't he? In recent years, I'm not sure he's been quite the bowler that he used to be, but he was still very, very effective. But he's not fit at the moment, and they're hoping that they'll get him back playing at some point and they'll have him back playing in time for the knockouts. But he is someone who generally needs a bit of time to get back in the groove. He's not going to come in and just instantly be uh, world-class again. So that is a major problem, I think, for Sri Lanka. And then combined with that, you've got Kulasekara, who definitely isn't the bowler that he used to be. I'm just not sure that they've they've got the bowling attack. They could take some pretty rough punishment, can they, from Australia and New Zealand, probably not England uh, in the pool <laughs> stage, uh, but certainly those two. Well, and they did struggle in that series uh, in New Zealand last month. Having said that, they do still have, like we say, Sangakara, Jai Orden, Adilshan, Matthews. They're still there. You know, the 2019 World Cup, they presumably won't have those guys that will be very interesting uh, for Sri Lanka, and that, that that's quite an alarming prospect, I should think, for Sri Lankan fans. So in some ways, this is the last chance for them to win uh, the World Cup with this generation of players. And you'd say, well, you know, I don't think they're going to win it, but I'd still think that they're going to be all right. They don't have the bowlers, but they've got such a good batting lineup, and you can't not. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today back them to get out of the group. I mean, yeah, you, it will be a total shock if 
uh, you know, the eight teams expected to go through don't go through. It is as simple as that, isn't it? Well, there might be a question mark over West Indies, but possibly leaving but- that aside, yeah. And and like we say, once you're in the quarterfinals, it is literally anyone's game. So I think Sri Lanka will do okay. I don't think they'll win it or come close to winning it. Um, but you know, I could certainly see them getting to the semi-finals. The other major team in Group A. Uh, are of course England now we've talked about them a lot recently so I don't want to go into huge depth I mean we always talk about them a lot don't we Uh, we're more confident about this team than we were but how confident is that not hugely I mean not yet yeah you'd expect it's going to take whatever confidence there is nascent embryo of confidence is going to be stamped on by Australia this is getting political on day one isn't it Uh, realistically uh, there's nothing to suggest. I mean, they'll probably win. England will probably beat Australia now. <laughs> well, no, I, I, think they, I, I wouldn't say they'll probably but win at all. There's nothing. Yeah, well, there's nothing at all to suggest it will happen. Yeah, that, I mean, that hope is quickly going to turn to navel gazing. I think, isn't it, and soul searching? Well, absolutely, because their opening game is against Australia. Their second game is against New Zealand. Uh, you, it's not impossible to imagine <laughs> them getting beaten very heavily in both of those. It's going to be a back to the wall so, job. So if we're going to talk about momentum, you know, I could see England not having any of it. It's going to be quite a task. While, while they should, all the major teams should get out of their group, if they lose those opening two games, it's going to be a lot of pressure on them in each remaining game because they do essentially have to win. I suppose you could argue if they do lose to Australia and New Zealand, then they go on and win the next bunch. How many more games are there? Four games. Uh, then, you know, that could be the momentum that they that they need you know better than winning their first four then losing the last two and going into the quarterfinal you know on a bit of a bum note better to go in having you know, edged past Scotland in a thriller <laughs> low scoring thriller well that's a, that's a positive way of looking at it but you know I, I, I worry that there's going to be a lot of pressure on England after those opening two games but hey if they can pull off a shock all the better and I am, I am secretly, well, not that secretly because I do a cricket podcast, but I am secretly reasonably confident that England are going to do OK. There's just a, a much better feeling. There's a lot more energy around this team than there was a few months back. And yes, there are still problems. There are problems with the selection. We talked about Ravi Bapara last week. They do have a slightly one-dimensional bowling attack. I'd question the depth of the squad as well. You know, if Anderson picked up an injury, you know, Jordan comes in, but, you know, is he anything like the same level of quality the answer to that is no um but nonetheless you know with with morgan as captain setting more attacking fields um looking to take wickets perhaps more than cook was you know bell in fantastic form at the top of the order james taylor in there as well i'm just starting to feel a little bit confident and that's very dangerous uh and i could see it all going horribly wrong as i say but things do just seem a bit brighter you know if they get to the quarterfinals tone i've said this about every team, and I'll say it about every remaining team, if they get to the quarterfinals, anything could happen. <laughs> there are glimmers of hope, aren't there? You know, there? There are some exciting players in there. I think, yeah, there's an opportunity for someone or you know, a couple of the players to, to make a real, you know, a bigger name for themselves. Yeah, because the expectations aren't huge. Yeah. And, and there's, a, there's an understanding that, you know, that this, is, that this has been a fiasco up until quite recently. And that this is a fairly new team. Uh, or a fairly new concept of a team. So I think there'll be a little bit of patience from the British press, perhaps more than there usually is. That being said, um, if they get absolutely hammered by Australia and New Zealand, <laughs> things may well look very different. So so those first two games are pretty big. 
uh, and we may be uh, thinking in slightly different terms by the next time we record. Uh, but I am secretly tone. It's a secret. I'm a little bit confident. Let's move on to Group B, uh, which has got all the other teams in it. I mean, I, I say that we, we haven't talked about Bangladesh, Scotland, or uh, Afghanistan, but we'll do a kind of a minnows roundup at the end. Oh, no, that's going to annoy people. <laughs> yeah, let's not use the word minnows. Uh, I'll cut out minnows. I'll bleep it. Okay, yeah. Uh, we'll do a roundup. <laughs> at... Are you bleeping every instance? Of... <laughs> Good. Uh, at the end, uh, but let's let's keep talking about the major teams. And in Group B, uh, well, there's the defending champions. India, and I think it'd be fair to say that not many people, <laughs> at least outside of India, uh, would list them amongst the favourites given their very disappointing performances in Australia so far. They've not won a match on the tour, or actually, they won today, didn't they? But did they beat Afghanistan? Uh, Afghanistan? Yes, I think Rohit Sharma hit quite a few, didn't he? Yeah, they put a few past, a few past Afghanistan. 150 for Sharma. Put a few past <laughs> four nil. <it> <laughs> I mean, they got absolutely whooped by Australia <laughs> in that warm-up game, didn't they? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I could have they been did get a real whipping. It was a real whipping, and you know, in, in that match, Maxwell retired, uh, just retired out on 122 from 57, uh, with a fair, yeah, sizable chunk of the game left. So, you know, conceivably, it could have been much worse as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not looking great, is it, for India? No, which yeah, is strange yeah. because you know, they, sorry, go on. Oh, I was going to say, you know, has Stuart Binney got enough? That's the question. <laughs> Well, at one point uh, in that most recent England and India game, Binny was running through England. <laughs> I did. thought, we can't lose to Stuart Binny. Surely not. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're not in great shape, are they? And it is strange because obviously they're the defending World Cup champions. They won the Champions Trophy two years ago. And at that point you thought, well, they are just the best one-day team in the world uh, by a reasonable distance. But then in the last little while, things seem to have fallen away. And I think, you know, obviously, traditionally, it was always England coming into a World Cup off the back of a long and horrendous tour of Australia and that, you know, never translated into good results. And this time it's India coming in and I wonder whether, you know, this, the same thing is happening. I mean, they've got enough quality in the squad that they, again, they should be okay. Uh, you'd be surprised if they don't get out the group, as we say. But, you know, they've been in Australia already for a very long time. A lot of those players are going to be knackered. They must be sick of Australia not won a game. at this stage, yeah. Well, they've won that now. Well, they've won that Afghanistan game, yeah. but they've, they've barely won a game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they must, they must be just fed up of it. Uh, they've got players who can be brilliant. Whether they do it, you know, it's, it's, you'd back against it at this stage. You'd lay them. You'd be laying them. You would be laying them. You're getting a hang of this. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, they've got, they've got players, but the question is, do they have players in all departments? Do they have the bowlers? That's the problem, isn't it? I mean, the batting does still look very powerful, I'll list some players for you. Kohli, Rouhani, Rohit Sharma's back fit again and made 100 against Afghanistan. But there are huge reservations over the bowling attack and the bowlers struggled in the Test Series against Australia. They struggled in that Tri-Series. They barely looked international class at times in that Tri-Series. Like we say, spin isn't going to be a huge thing, I don't think. Shami, Mohit Sharma, are these the kind of guys that that you're going to be able to win a World Cup off the back of? And I'm not sure that you are. I mean, we say this... They won the Champions Trophy in England despite it being, in theory, not the right conditions and they didn't have a great bowling attack there either. But as it turned out, you know, in that summer of 2013, the pitches in England were very dry and they suited India fantastically well. I'm not sure that's going to be the case in this tournament. You know, you wouldn't rule them out of a big run chase, would you? But they're probably going to have to string together, you know, quite a few big run chases if they're going to win this tournament. And I think at some point they'll come unstuck. 
Well, match four of the tournament on the 15th of February on Sunday, so overnight in the UK, overnight Saturday to Sunday, uh, is a huge game in Adelaide. Perfect. India v Pakistan. Worth. What a game that's going to be. What do you, what do you make of Pakistan saying? You always tip them uh, yeah. at major tournaments. It gets quite boring how reliably you tip them. Are you tipping them this time? Yes. Well, I'm not going to say, yeah, I've done nothing that's caused me to change that. Well, they've never actually won a tournament that you've tipped <laughs> no, them in. But, but they've always threatened to, <laughs> to do something, uh, which is good. Uh, yeah, this is a crit- yeah, people kind of, people criticise this thing of you know, the, the big teams in cricket playing each other all the time. You know, and I guess it's probably slightly true in rugby as well. You know, it's, it's the same kind of seven, eight nations playing each other all the time. But that, you know, that's what you want to see. You want to see India, Pakistan, definitely. Uh, well, they don't actually play each other all the time. I, I, in well, exactly. Some ways, that's I what this is what I mean. Like, so you know, this is a great, this is a good thing. In some ways, you've undermined your own argument there, because well, okay. I think the reason that that's so exciting is because they don't play each other all that much. You know, they've only played each other three or four times uh, in the last four year cycle, whereas England well, and Australia have played argument, each other fifty times. It's the argument I was making. What? what <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's the opposite of the argument. You nah, made. it wasn't. It. Well, no, it was kind of it's all yeah, but that, yeah, okay. So it's added excitement. But I'm, yeah, I'm equally excited. Uh, anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, clearly they're not in the amongst the favourites. I really want, you know, everyone loves Afridi. To see him do well would be quite cool because he is a nutter. So, uh, yeah, always going to be engaging. Always going to be entertaining. He scored some blistering runs against New Zealand as well. So uh, he's actually in form with the bat for the first time for about 10 years. I mean... In the past, they've always been in the conversation. They've always been one of the teams to watch because of their bowling attack. They, they had problems with the batting, but you thought, well, they've got such a formidable bowling attack that they're going to be a threat. But this time, they've got no Saeed Ajmal. Janaid Khan's out injured. They've got no Umar Gul. You know, it's a, it's a depleted attack uh, and very little experience uh, in the bowlers that remain. So, you know, for that reason, I would say that they're, they're much less likely... Uh, to go f- deep into this tournament than they have been in previous tournaments. I mean, well, you say that. I mean, there's only it's a it's a shallow tournament, isn't it? You don't really go deep. Well, yeah, because again, if they get to the quarterfinals, yeah. they need to win one match. And but I, I, but what I'm saying is, I, I think it's unlikely um, that they'll beat too many major teams. No, so and I, the, the likelihood is that you know they're probably going to come up against Australia or New Zealand yeah, exactly. in, the, in that second if, if they meet one of those teams in the quarterfinals I, I would say they'd, they'd be massive outsiders um, so yeah for that reason I think they're they're not a, a strong I'd lay them Tone is what I'm saying <laughs> well along with Australia and New Zealand I would say that uh, the other of the three favourites for the competition are South Africa I like this it's a real alternative reading of the the, you know, the, the teams <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> wait this is just my opinion Tone. yeah well, my no, opinion. Yeah, it's that parapet is well below your neckline now. You're really, <laughs> you're really peering out. You're in danger of falling out. It's hard to say anything else, though, isn't it? <laughs> no, that, this is, these are the facts, aren't they? These are the facts. South Africa definitely are one of the favourites. There's not enough... Yeah, you know, there's not enough teams. And in this instance, you know, the, the top teams are pretty obvious. They, they, they stand out, don't they? So, which is unlike, actually unlike the last tournament we talked about. No, that's absolutely true. The I mean, last World 2020, I think we went in saying, you know, God knows who's going to win. Yeah, recent World 2020s Champions Trophies, we've been saying, well, any one of the eight teams could win it. Uh, this time around, that isn't so much the case. There are three clear favourites, I would say, uh, and South Africa are definitely one of those. I mean, they, 
at the last World Cup, if there was a favourite, it probably was South Africa. They were the form side in the world going into it in 2011. They were my pick for the trophy. I put my neck above the parapet then as well uh, and picked the favourites as my favourites. Uh, and they looked fantastic in the group stages in 2011. And then they bottled it against New Zealand in the quarterfinal. I wonder if there's a word for that tone when South Africa bottle it. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, but this time around, uh, they're they're going in amongst the favourites again, and they, like I say, they clearly are one of the favourites. But I'm not sure that they are. I'm not sure that they necessarily have been quite as strong in recent times as they were in 2011. You know, obviously, they are the best team in the world uh, in Test matches, but their ODI results uh, recently. Uh, haven't been that extraordinary and there are some issues in their side the fifth bowler is a bit of a concern and the batsmen around the big guns you know there's obviously some big guns in that team uh, but the batsmen around them you know there are a few question marks there they do have a very good spinner maybe spin won't be a hugely influential um, thing but they do have a very good spinner in Imran Tahir although he's not going to have particularly happy memories of Australia and arguably they're the best fielding side in the tournament and like I say I mentioned those big gun batsmen they're always going to be in the mix aren't they because of well not just the batsmen there's there's three of the best cricketers of all time in that team in Hashim Amla, Dale Steyn and A.B. de Villiers is there anyone you're more excited about watching in this tournament than de Villiers? Well you know no, we, we saw what he did the other week uh, yeah I think yeah everyone he's the batsman that everyone will want to watch you know whether he can do anything like that again tough to say uh, but it, it, yeah, it's an amazing, really, that a team that's been as good as South Africa in in recent years, and that includes Amla, De Villiers, etc. You know, it's amazing that they're you know that Australia are kind of almost still clear favourites. Uh, that's kind of testament to how strong Australia are looking. But yeah, you know, any game that South Africa are involved in, you're going to be quite keen to watch. I think. Well, there's one major team that we haven't talked about, Tony, and that is West Indies, and they're you know probably the team in the most chaotic state coming into this tournament, which is quite an achievement considering where England were a few weeks ago. So, you know, West Indies has ever pat on the back there. Uh, they've really <laughs> put a lot of effort in. And they actually got absolutely flattened by England the other day. Their first game is against Ireland in Nelson. I mean, are West Indies even favourites for that game at this point, Tone? It's a tight one. I mean, Ireland went and got whooped, didn't they, by Scotland uh, today. Absolutely whooped. So, yeah, who knows quite where Ireland are at. But, yeah, it's going to be... I don't think West Indies will be looking forward to that too much. <laughs> I'm not sure they're looking forward to the tournament. No. I mean, they've not made it easy for themselves. They've dropped Kyron Pollard. They've dropped Dwayne Bravo. Um, they've had other problems. They've lost Sunil Narayan because he's worried about his bowling action. And probably the biggest loss of all is Chris Gale, uh, even though he is actually in the team. But they've essentially lost him because in the last two years, I think he's averaging less than 20. He's just not the player that he used to be in ODI cricket. The Gale Force isn't even a tropical storm now, is it? It's a kind of, it's a, it's a one of those piddly little clouds that just spits on you for a bit and then blows off. <laughs> it's a very gentle breeze. Yeah. Now. Um, I mean, if they beat Ireland, they should still get to the quarterfinals. At which point, anything can happen. I mean, Gale will probably now tee off. In that first game. Well, this is it. And this is why they're continuing to pick him. I mean, it's a bit yeah. ridiculous because they said they dropped Pollard and Bravo because they haven't been performing, <laughs> but they're continuing to pick Gale. But, you know, anyone else, they would have dropped him by now. You know, if they make it to the quarterfinals, 
you know, there's still a chance that Gale will produce something extraordinary. And they've got other players as well who can produce something extraordinary. Marlon Samuels produced something extraordinary the other day, and they did beat South Africa. They lost the series, but they won a game, and that's all they would need to do against a major team to get to the semi-finals, and then they'd have to do it again and again if they wanted to win the tournament. But, you know, it's not impossible that they could go deep. It's also not impossible that they won't make it through the group stage. Uh, so that Ireland game is massive. And speaking of Ireland, and speaking of the in general, uh, can you see any of them causing an upset? I mean, Bangladesh aren't in a great place at the moment, nor are Zimbabwe. The associates, on the other hand, some of them are, like you say, Scotland, whooping Ireland today. I suppose if uh, if England get off to a bad start against Scotland or against Afghanistan, there could well be a few jitters. Yeah, it's almost difficult not to say the same thing every time with with, with the with the you're bleeping every minute, right? Yeah, yeah with the minnows. I mean, you, I guess as we just discussed, you'd say you know Ireland will fancy you know fancy that despite the result today in terms of the group placing. You know they've got the best opportunity, haven't they, to, to get out. You know, what, you know, in Group A, I guess there's an opportunity. I mean, Afghanistan, are they good enough yet? And the, the big problem for these sorts of sides is that the odds are stacked against them. The, the cards are not in their favour because they have to beat more than one major side if they're going to get through. You know, for Scotland, they would need to beat, as well as beating Afghanistan and Bangladesh, which isn't a guarantee at all, certainly not of beating Bangladesh, uh, they would have to beat at least one of the major four teams if they wanted to qualify. So it's a it's a tall order. But you've got to imagine there's going to be one or two upsets. Yeah, that. and I think, you know, for for that reason, the the the, the format, you know, it's not, I don't think it's a kind of cut and dried argument, is it? You know, people say like, oh, you know, it's impossible for the, the minnows to progress, which it is really effectively. But equally, you know, better surely for them to play four games against the, the big eight and uh, you know, and then uh, you know, another couple of games against teams of their, you know, of perhaps relatively close standing. Yeah, and in some ways, like I want to have quarterfinals with the big eight teams because that's more exciting when it actually comes down to it. My problem with the tournament is it takes forty-two matches to get to that point. I mean, I'm exhausted already. I'm exhausted just after doing that preview. So God knows how I'm going to be after forty-two games. Uh, but at the end of all of that, saying, can I ask you for some World Cup predictions? I want your semi-final lineup. Uh, and cut all the noises. <laughs> well, you'd say Australia are going to get through. Let's, let's put it that way. To the semis. Yeah, I mean, Australia will be in the semis. Okay, so we've uh, got Australia. Curse has Australia. Australia. Curse has Australia. Number one. Number two? I, mean, I think it's hard to look past Australia, New Zealand. And I think okay, I'm going to go South Africa, Pakistan out of Pool B. South Africa, Pakistan. There Interesting. You go. You're going for Pakistan to make the semi There you go. Well, I always tip them. So <laughs> I don't, there's no reason not to. Yes, you, know. you do. Well, Tone. Call me completely insane, uh, but I am predicting that England will knock out South Africa in the quarterfinals. So my semi-final lineup is Australia, New Zealand, Sri Lanka, and England. That's four teams from Group A. So where do you think? Where do you see England finishing in the pool? Well, this is it because that, that's assuming that South Africa win Group B and that England finish fourth in Group A, which won't necessarily happen. I think if it's South Africa, Sri Lanka in the quarterfinals. Uh, I'd see South Africa winning that. You know, we've got to make predictions. Saying you've got to, you've got to yeah, actually, you for yeah. once in your life, you've got to put your neck above the parapet and predict, like I'm going to predict, that Australia will win the World Cup. 
Much like the World Cup almost certainly will be, this episode of the World Cricket Show has been a huge disappointment from start to finish, so I think it's time to bring it to an end. Have you enjoyed yourself tonight, Tane? It's been all right, yeah. It's think, been all right. Do you think we did justice to our World Cup preview? Did it live up to the billing? I think it was kind of in line with the, the World Cup itself, isn't it? It was kind of it was bloated. <laughs> bloated. <Overlong>. Predictable. <laughs> uh, ordinary pedestrian. No, is it, I think it's going to be a good time. Well, let's, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, it, of course, it starts on Valentine's Day, doesn't it? Which is the perfect. What are you more excited about this Valentine's Day, Tony? Are you more excited about the World Cup? Or are you more excited about this Fifty Shades of Grey movie? <laughs> Have you heard about this Fifty Shades I've of Grey? I've heard about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's shaking his head. No, just no, 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 no. The whole, the whole thing. I just. You told me you'd bought tickets for it. Yeah, night. the premiere. What are you doing for Valentine's Day? Have you managed to woo any ladies? Uh, well, yeah, I wouldn't like to give the game away. <laughs> I mean, we we did have we've had many meetings where we said <laughs> we need to make sure Tony remains attainable. Yeah, for the exactly. Listeners. That's crucial, crucial for the listenership because <laughs> it would drop off otherwise. Uh, no, just you know, keeping it pretty chilled. I think probably uh, just going to scrape up something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, <laughs> I'm only joking. Oh dear. I might just I might just go out with the sole intention of finding someone to watch a <laughs> girl to watch the cricket with. Well, the night of Valentine's Day, India Pakistan starts at three in the morning or something. So dynamite! It's a great offer. I love. I've got Sky TV at home. Yeah. All right. Well, it's too much detail about what might happen <laughs> this, on one of those occasions. This is all very interesting, but it is time to end the show. Uh, we'll be back soon uh, to talk about the opening fixtures of the World Cup. Uh, but between now and then, uh, if you enjoy the World Cricket Show, there are various things you can do on the internet to get more involved. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash cricketshow. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at cricketshow. I'm at adambayfield12. And Tony is at Tony Cover, T-O-N-Y-C-V-R-R. You can follow me on Instagram. Yes, it's Adam Bayfield. You always snigger. I <laughs> the concept of people wanting to follow you on Instagram just makes me laugh each time. Well, apparently no one does. I've, <laughs> I've not really picked up any additional followers from saying it on this. I don't really get what the point of followers are on Instagram, really. Uh, it, well, what would be the point of not having followers on Instagram? Well, Because it's all living for likes, isn't it? This is what it's all about. You're just living for likes. So the more followers you have, the more likes you might get. Yeah, but the, I mean, yeah, you sit at home going, "Oh, I got four likes on my photo." Yeah, no, but there's there's more. The point of having followers on Twitter is that you know you, you're you're blessing more people with, you know, you know just sort of like tidbits of information, you know, that might be interesting, <laughs> right? And like you know, kind of share, you know, sharing other interesting bits of information, spreading information, disseminating crucial freedom of information, press, all that stuff. Uh, whereas Instagram, you just like you know. What's the benefit of a thousand people versus a hundred people seeing your shot of you, you know, on your Sunday walk? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm blessing all those people. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I don't. Uh, it's it's interesting for people to see me on my Sunday behind walk. the scenes. Exactly. Yeah, because you are now part of the walkies kind of generation, aren't you? <laughs> Where it's I don't know why people deem it necessary to kind of take selfies of them on a walk. It's bewildering to me. I didn't post a selfie. Well, you, you, you've edged close to it, Give though. me some I, credit. I posted... It's coming. I it's posted, coming. I posted a photo from 
my yeah, Sunday walkie. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but, but, let me finish. But that was an interesting photo. That was a, a funny photo. There were quite a few of us on the walk, and there was a guy hanging off a rock above a rock pool. Yeah. Uh, no, it's vaguely, you know. It was just a eye. selfie of me and the girlfriend, like, oh, out for a walk. Yeah, well, you're edging closer to that, though. <laughs> That's, it won't be long, and I will clip that clip that bit of audio out for next time. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, yes, it's Adam Payford is where you can find me on Instagram. Uh, you can send the show an email, worldcricketshow at gmail.com. Uh, if you've got a spare couple of minutes, write a review for us on the iTunes. We do really appreciate all of those. I'm almost done, I promise. Uh, if you're doing your shopping on Amazon.co.uk, uh, go first of all to our website, which is cricketshow.net, and follow the link there, because then we get a little bit of a kickback, so we really appreciate that. Uh, if you're buying a Guernsey Beach Guide, can I suggest that you buy the Guernsey Beach Guide that me and Tony wrote <laughs> at guernseybeachguide.com? And of course, as we discussed at the top of the show, the World Cricket Show World Cup Fantasy Mini League is up and running sign up on the official ICC game and then join our league using the pin code 22095 and I don't think we said at the top of the show but there's going to be a prize for the winner there's a world cricket show mug up for grabs but that is it stay in school everybody enjoy the world cup uh, and we will see you very soon ta for now cheery oh cheery oh god <laughs> Can smell your fear. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.